fellow Zeros. Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that'll be alright as long as we don't get separated. My name is Joe, and I'm here with four other people who conspired against Rasputin. We've got Sequel. The only podcast that will never give up on you. Ever. Corey. That's hot. The only podcast that wants you to hurry up. It's a little spooky here. Matt. We are the podcast that bumps back. And Frank. The only podcast that uses tongue on the second date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Samuel. Hound of Resurrection. You see... Spoilers. I don't like that. That's a good line. I should have gone with that one. You should have. Was that number two? Sure. Was there a number two? Was there a number two? No. What was second fiddle? Oh, no, second second fiddle was look at that. Look at the size of that whammer. That is. A this was a hard movie to do. Look at the size of that whammer! I was like... Five minutes in, I'm done. <laughs> Joe's got a surprise for us. Do I? <laughs> that made it. That was so sexy, frankly. Joe's got a surprise for us. Here's where we start the Triple X podcast. Wicka chicka, wicka chicka, wicka chicka, wicka. It's not going to translate well. No. This is our Hellboy episode. In case you haven't figured it out yet. Before we get into our usual episode stuff, I have two small things I want to do. First of all. The guys already know about this, but September 30th was International Podcast Day. And coincidentally, also on September 30th, we got our 1,000th download. Whoa! So it was like our birthday? Pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome. So I just want to take, on behalf of everyone, I'm sure you guys can say thank you too if you want. Huge thank you to all all of you for downloading out there. You're what makes the show possible. Keep it going. So thank you so much for all those downloads. Danke. Thank Thanks, guys. Thanks. I'm fine. Sequel <laughs> doesn't care about you. <laughs> Four out of five being bad, guys. It's okay. Hubert signing thank you. So it's fun. <laughs> yeah, we r- ripped out his tongue after last week. Use it. He doesn't use it anyway. <laughs> I did it for good measure. You're statistic. <laughs> and also, in addition to that, we have an email. What? From who? So it can't be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. From a friend of the podcast, Alex. Alex emailed us again. Whose friend is Alex? Sorry, Alex. <laughs> ah. Hashtag sorry, Alex. <laughs> okay. It's going to be sweeping the nation. I'm going to keep my mouth closed till the end of the email. Okay, good. It's going to be a while. Okay. <laughs> Alex writes, Hey, ZTH crew. I've been meaning to comment on two past podcasts, The Dark Knight and Captain America, The Winter Soldier. I also wanted to say that the ZTH podcast has been easily way better since the last time I emailed, and I can almost feel the effort made in the first few podcasts after you all read my email, and it has truly made for a more enjoyable listening experience. So, and I believe it was Frank who came up with this statistic, on behalf of 90% of the people of the world, all of which are named Alex, thanks, <laughs> and keep it up. On to the podcasts. Alex goes on to give us two very long points about The Dark Knight and Winter Soldier, which I tried reading in a take before this, and just was not happening. So, maybe in the future I'll be able to sum this up, but thank you for your very thought-provoking thoughts, Alex. I'm sorry that we don't have time right now to get into them, but rest assured that I did read them, and I will forward them to the guys. We have emails now. He allowed us to have emails. (laughs) After those points, Alex also writes, a little long, but just felt like I'd add... Also, I appreciate and can't wait for you to all to start making Sorry Alex ZTH shirts. I'll definitely buy the first one. 
God. And with 90% of the world being named Alex, it is, after all, a unisexual name. There will likely be others. And then he re- goes on to recommend movies and split them into movies that are good and movies that are bad. The good movies would be Batman Returns, X2, 1966 Batman, mm. Return of the Joker, Thor 2, The Pokemon Movie, yeah. The Kingsman, Men in Black 1 or 3, Red, Time Cop, The Original, TMNT, and V for Vendetta. At least one movie on that list we have plans to do. That's a great use of release, Joe. That's a great use of release. I didn't read them yet. Oh, okay. And the bad movies were Howard the Duck. We definitely have plans to do that. <laughs> Alex, you were in for a treat, my friend. <laughs> in about two weeks. The, 2000, the 2003 Hulk and Dragon Ball Z. Does he mean Dragon Ball Evolution, or is there a Dragon Ball Z movie? No, there's Evolution, I think, was the bad one. Evolution is the one, right? The yeah, but that's Z. Dragon Ball, that's not that's Dragon the Ball. Movies, Wait, did Shyamalan right? do that one, or was that Avatar? That was, that was the last name Brandon, yeah. But who did Shyamalan? Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Avatar, the, the Airbender yeah, Oh, but, so no one I know did I don't Dragon think anyone Ball Z, just everyone Dragon ruined Ball. it as a group? It was it was a collective, we're going to ruin this? Yeah. Okay, great. It's Spider-Man 2. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's better if we can blame it on one person, like M. Night sure Shyamalan. I don't know who did it, but yeah, it's... That's fine. I'm sure there will be many opinions on some of those, but come on. Some of those are sick, and others, with the right amount of bourbon, are hilarious. Yeah. Balls in your court now, <laughs> Zeros. Thank you for the email, Alex. Wait, Alex is a bourbon fan? He's a smart man. I feel like I should start drinking vodka now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. <laughs> If you'd like to be like Alex, you can also have your email read on the air by sending it to zthpodcast at gmail.com. But to be much more effective, we are much quicker at responding to things if you tweet at us at zthpodcast. We even have conversations. Like, long conversations. <laughs> conversations that I get roped into and I have to catch up on because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Same. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> Appreciate it. Who was tweeting? Was that you or was that Joe? From ZTH. That's me. That, that was you? Me. Okay. I don't know. I just... I, I didn't know if it was... Yeah, I ran the I Instagram. Like, who's, who's tweeting these It's so much easier. Just upload a picture and then... I mean, running the Twitter is pretty easy when no one follows it. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh! That's a challenge. Challenge. That's a challenge to all you zeros listening out there in Radio yeah, please, Land. Please, for the love of God. Share this shit. Tell your friends and your enemies. Tell, your Tell that nerd that you heard walking down the street saying, Yo, Superman's baller. They're like, Hey, man, you hear the zeros talking? Here's they love Superman. Even though it's a lie. It's totally a lie. Also, click that follow button. <laughs> That'd be great. Oh, my God. Now that that's over with, let's get into our normal set list with what we've been watching for the week. Let's go to Corey. I started Daredevil, which is absolutely fantastic. Really enjoying it. Um, I have also been watching a whole mess of Trailer Park Boys. Nice. For the first time ever. Good for you. It's... <laughs> It's supremely entertaining. For as awful of a show as it is, it is incredibly entertaining. It's all on Netflix. Like, you can't go wrong with it. One and a half episodes every lunch. <laughs> One and a half episodes? <laughs> yes, yeah, I get a 30-minute lunch. That's fair. Matt, how about you? I feel like everything I've been watching, I've been watching already. Like, I could say Star Wars Rebels, but I told you that already. You were looking... You, you called your shot last week. I know. And you're not going to say it now? <laughs> I called my shot last week? Yeah. Guys, I gotta write stuff down. You gotta stop drinking so much. <laughs> Apparently. You guys think I have a problem? Switch to vodka. What did I say last week, Frank? Star Wars Rebels. Star Wars Rebels. Star Wars Rebels. It's really good. I thought I said it last week. Fuck. 
Whatever. Star Wars Rebels, it's awesome. This week's episode was great. And uh, it definitely <laughs> seals up some holes. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Frank, what are you watching? It's amazing. Um, I've been watching Supergirl. I have like three episodes left. It's getting pretty good. I have the, um, the Clash crossover episode coming up, so I'm kind of excited for that one. So you're lying to us, right? Lying to you? There's no way Supergirl, Supergirl's good. Like, it, it you know what? The beginning of the season was not good at all. Like, the first, like, five episodes were so bad. Like, Arrow Season 4 bad, or... Like Arrow Season 3 bad. Ooh, okay. And okay. then, it gets better. Yeah. I'd like to say it got better, because at least it made its way to see the what? Has Superman <laughs> showed up yet? No, Superman... You know, Superman has been spoken about, and you've seen a silhouette of him, but you've never actually seen his face. Spoilers. <laughs> And then I've been ah! watching Heroes and Halfwits. Ooh. And that's pretty good. Sounds good. Yeah, it's fun. It's a D&D thing. What? I'm trying to catch up. There's 17 episodes on episode 15. Oh, that's what I meant to start watching today. Heroes and Halfwits? It's all right. It's nothing like the RPG Academy show. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Rod Iron, right? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks. I'm done. <laughs> Sequel, what have you been watching? I watched a documentary on Netflix called Man vs. Snake. It was really good. Who won? Man it, Man vs. Snake? It's not about that. It's about one man's quest to score over a billion points and break the world record in the arcade game Nibbler. Which... I thought you were going to say Snake. Which takes... <laughs> Nibbler kind of is the precursor to Snake. Ooh. And it takes like 40 hours to do, and you have to do it in one shot. So it's more of like an endurance-type deal. It's, it's I, really good. I really wanted it to be a guy who was just going around getting bitten by snakes. <laughs> that is why I hit play. But, <laughs> but it wasn't about that. It's, it's pretty good. Check it out. I'm sorry. Joe, what are you been watching? Uh, I've still been plugging away at Sword Art Online, and I checked out the first two episodes they have of the show Son of Zorn. It's on Ooh. Fox. I don't know how I feel about it. It's weird. I really, really <laughs> like the trailers, and I want the show to be good. So did I. I don't know. I don't know if it is or not. Is it on something? What is it on? On Fox. <laughs> it's on free on demand. You have. You have it. You, you don't have cable. That. It's probably on Hulu. You have Hulu. I hope. Okay. I can't imagine it wouldn't be. Is it funny? Does it at least have like some funny moments that we like? We there are some funny moments. To? Yeah. So it's. I'm probably gonna continue to watch episodes until I decide I'm not watching it anymore. That's fair. Or that I decide I'm gonna watch all the episodes. Mm. One of the two is gonna happen. It's a Fox show. Probably doesn't have a chance. They'll cancel it. Yeah. If it's yeah, good, they'll cancel it. If it's bad, they'll but leave it on. But they'll keep Gotham on. What the fuck? If it's bad, well, they'll leave it on. Rest in peace, He's got a 12-year-old Batman on it. It's Rest in peace, Firefly. Mm. Yeah. That was the cruelest of all casualties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joss Whedon, I'm sorry. And that's what we've been watching. We're sorry, Joss Whedon. We are sorry, Joss Whedon. <laughs> Let's get into some movie facts about Hellboy. And then we can do some talking about it. Hellboy was made in 2004. It was directed by Guillermo del Toro, whose list of movies actually was much shorter than I expected it to be. He brought us Bleed 2, well, the notable ones he brought us were Bleed 2, Hellboy 2, Pan's Labyrinth, and Pacific Rim. But he also brought us The Orphanage. Did he? Is that a movie? Oh, yeah. Did he write or direct that one? He wrote and directed that one. I don't think he directed it. It says from Guillermo del Toro. That, That much I know. Because I looked up what he directed. And the orphanage isn't one of them? No. Really? So I guess he just wrote it. Yeah. He may have just written it then. 
Which he's is a weird still dude. Still fantastic. His writing list is way longer than his directing yeah. list. Oh, okay. That might, that's fair yeah. then. Okay. Hellboy stars Ron Perlman, John Hurt, Selma Blair, Rupert Evans, Carl Roden, Jeffrey Tambor, and Doug Jones slash David Hyde Pierce. Because they're the same person. <laughs> what? That was a joke. Oh, okay. Abe Sapien. One's the actor who plays him and one's, one's the, the voice. voice. Yeah. Yes. That guy is so many people. Like, if you've ever looked at his list of, like, credentials, he is everyone. You're like, oh my god, you're him and him and him. He's, so many. He's he is, a character. And you, know what, yeah. you know what he has in common from a lot of those roles? Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is true. He's the fawn, right? Plays the fawn in Pan's Labyrinth. He, he's the fawn and the, and the shower man. Yeah. And the thin man. The budget for Hellboy was $66 million. It grossed $99 million. Not bad. It was in 2004, right? Which is right before... It was like a number one movie, though. I'm surprised it grossed this little. Right, but it's right before the comic boom. (laughs) And it's it's outside of universe. So no one has any frame of reference. That's fair. This movie probably served to introduce a bunch of people to Hellboy. Without... Right. Yeah. Without a greater universe. So when we do the second movie, I'm curious to see what that movie grossed. Mm -hmm. Uh, 59 million of that was domestic, of the 99. Wow. Rotten Tomatoes gives this movie an 81%. Certified fresh. The audience kind of disagrees and give it a 65%. Dicks. Certified dicks. Is that a thing? I made it a thing. It is, it is tonight. <laughs> IMDb gave the movie a 6.8 out of 10. Metacritic gave it a 72. And the user score on Metacritic is 8.4. So they're kind of all over the yeah, place. Yeah. They're still positive, but, but they're aver- all over the place. If you average them, it's kind of going to average out to be... 70-something, yeah. yeah. Probably that 72. No, no, probably a little higher. That's all I have. Certified dicks, I like that. That's all I have for the facts of Hellboy. So let's get into our general thoughts about the movie, and then we'll do spoilers and everything else. Sequel. I like this movie. It's not my favorite. I'm not really into Hellboy, and that, yes, this movie did introduce me to Hellboy. I haven't seen it in a really long time, but I like Guillermo del Toro. I like monsters. Monster movies are kind of cool. This movie's full of them, full of monsters. So, it's good. It's weird. It's definitely out there. It's different from any comic book movie you'll see. So, it has that going for it. But overall, it's just pretty good. Frank, how about you? I enjoyed this movie. It was fun. There was never really a break from the action, which I definitely enjoyed. Um, I love Ron Perlman's take on Hellboy. I thought it was spot on. And I thought it was fun. And he said a lot of funny things. And I smiled a lot. And I laughed a lot. And I was worried at some points, like, for the characters a lot, but it was definitely good. Alright, Matt, what do you got? I love this movie, obviously. Uh, I thought they portrayed Hellboy in a good way. Um, the story was good while, you know, leaving the tradition of the story that they used to base this on. I don't hate the changes they made, but they did make changes because that's what you do when you make a movie. Time constraints, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Corey? Send us home. This movie aged better than I had initially anticipated. I was concerned turning it on that I was going to fall into another Blade scenario where I was like, how did I think that this looked so cool when I was younger? But it ages really well, and I think it's because they use practical effects more than the shitty CGI that they had in the early 2000s. So for that alone, this movie actually is getting a little bit of a better score for me, because I, we go and watch these movies for their visuals. So visually, it, it, it holds up. 
Cool. Uh, I happen to agree with you. I think this movie did age significantly better than I thought it would. Like, if you compare it to Constantine that came out the year after it, this movie looks way better than Constantine did. Yeah. Because well, Constantine's shit is all CGI. Yeah. All the demons exactly. and all that stuff. Like, the best part about Constantine is Lucifer. And that's all practical effects. The tattoos and, like, the, the, the tar falling off his feet. So, I like this movie. I actually didn't realize... I mean, I remembered how much I liked this movie. But I didn't realize how much it sucked me in when the first time I paused, the movie was a half hour in. And I was like, oh, the movie's a quarter over already. <laughs> Where did the time go? <laughs> Where did the time go? So that's go? always a good sign. But, you know, I like the movie. I have a couple of problems with it. But besides that, it was well done. I enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to talking about it. From this point forward, we will be using spoilers. Spoiler effect is in warning. So if you've not seen Hellboy yet and would like to see it without knowing what happens, pause now. Go watch it and come back. We'll be here when you get back. So, without further ado, let's talk about anything we want about the movie Hellboy. I'll start it off if you want. Do it! My first point was that young Broom, in the beginning of the movie, reminds me so much of Matthew Broderick. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. much so that for about 30 seconds I was like, is that, is that Matthew Broderick? No, no it's <laughs> Matthew not. Broderick de-aged about 30 years. Because <laughs> he was even old at this point. Yeah. Because right after, like, Godzilla 2000, he just took a nosedive and just aged, like, ten years. I don't years. Talk about that movie. <laughs> Godzilla 2000 was good. Get out. <laughs> it's not... Well, another time. Yeah, but another podcast. It's, po- it's, it's another podcast. Guys, guys. I have to. It's not Godzilla 2000. Godzilla 2000 is a totally Oh, right, 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 right. It's just Godzilla. called Godzilla, right. And right. That, but it used to be called Godzilla 2000 because no, that was, like... it never didn't even come out really? in 2000. I think it came out in 98. Guys, can we save this for the podcast? That's true. That's not happening. No. <laughs> as far as I know, it's not. Thank God. Thanks, Joe. I think I had a comic book. Shut the fuck up. I'm editing that. <laughs> I've been evaluating openings a lot more recently. I feel like a lot of the times I can kind of tell if I'm going to like the movie or not like the movie based on how effective the opening is. Like, I will give a movie a little bit more leeway if the opening is good. Interestingly enough... This movie is the opposite. I don't like that opening sequence. I don't think it's necessary. I think it's a cool idea being like, oh, look, here's a bunch of tabloid cutouts of this weird red guy running through the city. But it's not necessary. It doesn't do anything, you know, to actually further the plot. It's just saying there's a monster in this movie that's probably going to be the protagonist. That being said, the movie still picks up and gets better. As you were saying what you were saying... I couldn't remember the opening sequence, but now that you mention it, I kind of like that. I, I, it's not memorable yeah. at all. It's, you're right; it doesn't yeah, taste in a slide. But by the end of the movie, you're, you're not thinking about <laughs> no. it. No, it doesn't stick with you. But I, I kind of like it. Yeah, it's it's just not it's not the same type of framing device that we've seen in something like The Hulk, where it frames everything we like. If you hadn't seen anything before it, now you know what's going on with the Hulk. You just know now that there's. That Hellboy grew up and is living in the city and is flying around killing ghosts. Well, it kind of eh, teaches you that he's like he's like the Yeti. Like there are there are Hellboy sightings, but no one really Bigfoot. gives them any credit. Jersey Devil. Yeah. I love the line about all those pictures are always not bogus. Because like I was just talking to my friend. Because <laughs> well, Jeffrey Tambor, he, his delivery is amazing. So How come? Um, all these uh, pictures of uh, who is this? Uh, yeah, Hellboy. <laughs> They're always out of focus, and it's like, you know what? You're not wrong. Motherfucker, those, <laughs> cameras, those cameras are good. 
What was that department called again? Yeah, whatever it is. It doesn't exist. <laughs> two scenes later, he's there. No, no, not two scenes later. He literally says the Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense. Yeah, yeah that doesn't exist. The DEO. And then it's there. Yeah. Like, And the next thing you see yeah. is the building, and it says underneath it, the Bureau the bar- of Paranormal, Paranormal Research, Research and Defense. Defense. Yeah. Or the Squeaky Queen Waste Management Company. Right. I mean, in the Sweet movies... Front. In the movie's defense, the, thi- the, the that building was in Newark, which is clearly run by the mob. Is it close to Camden? Not even a little bit. Damn it. Does it look like Newark, though? Is that what Newark looks like? Not even kind of. Okay. <laughs> Not even kind of. <laughs> Newark, Newark legitimately... Well, that first mission was in New York City. If you, but... took, if you took Brooklyn yeah. and put that in Jersey, yeah. that's more what like Newark looks like. Okay. A lot of, like, mid-high-rise apartment Hockey. buildings. Okay. Hockey arenas. That's fun. And a hockey arena. Oh, it's one in Brooklyn also. Yes, there is. Actually, it's a basketball arena. Yeah. That's my hockey. There's <clears throat> for both. Um, I love Abe. Abe is probably, like, one of my favorite characters in this whole movie. He kind of reminded me of Ghost from Destiny, the little robot guy companion that you bring around with you. Just, oh, right, like, right. the way they that. speak. No? Didn't see it? I didn't. I didn't. Oh. I don't know Destiny. Oh. It's a good game. You should try it. Very intellectual, very, you know, soft-spoken, but also very, very real, which is what I really appreciated from his character. I kind of wish we had more from him. <laughs> Ghost isn't telepathic, but yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I'm with you on your last point. I wish we got more, I of, him. I, I like, more of him. The explanation of, he was found underneath the White House after Abe Lincoln died. I'm like, okay, good. More. Like... He reads four books things? every day. As long as you're able to turn like, the pages. That's true. <laughs> so much. Can you tell us? I, I know everything. He wasn't found in the White House. He was found in the ruins of a hospital with a date on it that was the same date that Abraham Lincoln died, which is why they named him Abe Sapien. It was in D.C. that he was found, but it wasn't under the White House. But did the war doctor say under the White House in the movie? Because no. I thought he did. No. Under St. Tridian's Church is what he said. It Got was it. the same place as the book. Okay. They changed things, but that was one of the things they did not change. Mm. Okay. Although they changed the fact that he needs to breathe water all the time. I don't know why that needed... Why they made that a thing, but they he, did. He doesn't. He doesn't, though. He's out well, no, no, he, does, he doesn't in the sense that he's he can, but they still make him wear this apparatus yeah. that he does not need to wear. Yeah, in in the, the comic apparatus. books at all, yeah. He never needs the apparatus. There's no apparatus in the comics, ever. But he's, he's constantly out of water. Is he a big... Does he have a big role in the comics? Yes, he has his own comic book series. You can see it on the shelf. Yeah, but is he like a s- sidekick? Slash? He's a sidekick that when Hellboy no longer is employed, he becomes a main character. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Matt, being you read the comics, yes. they get the look right. They do get the look right, but what I find funny is the comic book he picks up and looks at does not exist. The picture on that comic book is a proto-Hellboy, because Hellboy is a creator-owned property of Mike Mignola. He is a Dark Horse comic, has always been, and Mike Mignola owns him and will only create him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that creature on that comic book cover does not exist, and it's a proto-Hellboy in the couple years before the first Hellboy was printed. There's a few of them, and that's one of them. And I just don't know why they chose that that image of all the comics they could have put 
in 19... Uh, what was it? 2004? In 2004, all the comics they could have, they chose that one. Probably because it doesn't look that much like him. Yeah, like. I guess. Because the real Hellboy does look a lot like Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. when they... When uh, Mignola and Del Toro sat down, they were like, we need Perlman to do this. Nailed it. Because Perlman's face is perfect for this Nailed when it. you put the prosthesis on him. Yeah. And I thought his attitude... Yeah, his attitude is very, very, very good. Yeah, there's a bunch of things that they change from the comics that are just silly, stupid things, like why October 4th, 1944, the real date Hellboy was brought to this earth was uh, Christmas Eve, Eve, 1944. Why, chi- why the couple months? What does it matter? Does it have to do with when the war ended? No, it has. I mean, it has nothing to do with anything. It's just they just decided October, whatever. So I don't, I don't know. So it wasn't the fourth. No, it was. It's the Christmas was Eve, 23rd o- of December. Gotcha. But was it October fourth when they do the ritual at the end of the movie? No, we don't know that. I mean, I, yeah, I have no idea. But I'm just. I mean, know they were celebrating Halloween at some point. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That might saying... be, that might be why to keep a Halloween theme going. Mm. But uh, again, that doesn't really work though, no. because that's present day. Yes, exactly. That's another thing that 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 Hellboy has the comic books that they don't have that in the movies is in the comic books he is not hidden at all because after we nuke the Japanese, Time Magazine writes an article with him on the cover and they say, "Hey, by the way, this guy's a thing," and everyone kind of looks at it and goes, "Well, we just nuked the Japanese twice, so whatever." <laughs> And they just accept him. He's given honorary human status, and they move on. Classic white people. Yeah. I don't read the comic, but that aspect of the movie I do like. I like how he's like, uh, we don't know if he exists kind of thing. Right, but That's the thing is, it, it takes up a whole like aspect of his life that doesn't happen in the comics, like because he doesn't worry about that. He's still hated the same by some people. Like There's still bigotry, obviously, but he doesn't have to worry about like being seen and stuff. He just walks up to people, hey, and they go, hey, Hellboy, and he goes... Hey, what's up? And they shake hands and he goes about his business. The whole second movie would be completely different if that was the way that they shot the first yes. one, though. Yeah, like, no, exactly. Like a huge part of the second movie is predicated on yeah. him essentially thrashing out against society for not letting him be a part right. of it. Right. So I, I wonder if at this point, if Guillermo del Toro was thinking about it at mm-hmm. like on like a larger scale, like I'm gonna try to make two or three of these movies and that's why he made it so that it fit in with like what his plot was. Or if it was just a device that they decided to use because it makes more sense. It's probably easier to do. You know, it's easier for them to explain blade fighting vampires at night and 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 shooting up people in nightclubs that don't exist than Blade walking around going, Hey I'm Blade, I heard you got a vampire problem. <laughs> so that's why they do it. Just the same thing with Men in Black. We're the Men in Black. We erase people with memories, and we have cars that go really fast that so you can't see them, and we don't exist. Because see you later. panic is a real thing. Smile for the birdie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why I think they, they did it. But it doesn't mean that I have to like it. <laughs> I liked it. It's fine. It's a, it's a good it, plot device. Yeah, it, yeah. it helped develop the character. You know his mm-hmm. motivation. Yeah, you know exactly. what he's the movie would have been... I'm not going to say more boring, but... It would have been too convenient had Hellboy just walked among people and right. not given a And that might be like, why. This is how it's always been. That might be why. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you saw how people got when the turtles came out from the sewers, right? Dun, 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 dun. Turtle Those are just giant turtles. Right. There's a guy <laughs> from hell. Yeah, he's a demon. So I liked his origin. I thought it was fun. 
It's and that's and that's only little baby hungry. And that's only what you got. I mean, there made me want there's a baby so much, Ruth there's so, so much more. <laughs> Every time I watch this movie, uh, yeah. I'm like, God damn it, I want a baby Ruth. Made me think of oh the yeah, babies. those those baby Ruths are huge in 1944. Am I right? You ain't lying. It's like the size of a dick. Depending on how you're gifted. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, those baby roots are huge. So fun size for me. Yeah, fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, nice. It. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> but, uh, you know, those baby roots in 1944 were huge. And then you see him, Professor Broom give them to him in the future, and I'm like, wow. He must look at those and go, what the fuck, they downsized. Fuck this. It's all right. Mmm, nachos. Mm, nachos. Yeah. The, the amount he eats in it, I'm like, Jesus Christ. They talk about what he eats. Like, there's a really famous comic called Pancakes, where Hellboy's little, he's on the army base, and he's growing up. And you see a colonel, he's like, Hellboy, get ready for breakfast. And he's like, I want hot noodles for breakfast. And then they go, no, you don't eat noodles for breakfast. We have pancakes. And he goes, I don't like pancakes. And it's like, you've never had pancakes. Have the damn pancakes. So you see him cutting the pancakes and he puts it in his mouth. He goes, I love it. And then they cut to hell and all the demons are screaming and they're like, Aah! and like, what are these demons screaming about? The boy, he's had the pancakes. And then this king of hell goes, he's lost to us now. And it's the end. <laughs> it's a famous cartoon strip that Mignola did as like a fucking joke and it's hysterical. <laughs> So the pancakes made it into the, the pancake. No, there's sure a lot yeah. of pancakes. It was a fucking lot of bacon. Too. Finally, I hope I've never had waffles. I wanted, I wanted <laughs> Babe Ruth's. I wanted pancakes. I wanted bacon, and I wanted nachos. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I could go for a good bowl of chili right now too. Mm. Uh, there was something I wanted to say, but I forgot. It. Oh, um, booty. I did not like. I'll defend anything. The female human torches performance, Elizabeth. Liz Sherman. Yeah, I thought that um, she was a little lifeless, and I also thought that she couldn't get any more lifeless, and then they sucked the soul out of her. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I was comparing her to Liv Tyler in Incredible Hulk, and I thought she did better than Liv Tyler. Yeah, but slightly. Slightly. And I was expecting a little more from her. I don't know why. I just left a little bit to be desired. Yes, sir. She is Kristen Stewart before the Twilight series came out. <laughs> You're not lying. Like, like I didn't think about it while I was watching it, but now that you say it, and I'm like, were you playing it in my head? I'm like, she kind of looks like Kristen Stewart. Her acting is about as good. You're right. Lifeless is the best way to put it. So when Liz Sherman was created, she was this character in Hellboy. She was an agent. She had this this pyrotechnic power. She didn't really understand it. Whatever, yada, yada, yada. There's no love interest. Hellboy has little to no love interests ever. But at some point, they create, for lack of a better word, a golem. He's really a homunculus, but we won't get into semantics. He meets Liz Sherman. She touches him, and he takes her soul. And she she drops, kind of like she happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. And he takes her fire, and that's what makes him alive. And at that point, Mignola was actually going to kill Liz Sherman. Because he was like, whatever, she's a block character, I'm killing her off. And everyone freaked out. So he ended up changing it and bringing her back. And she's been a better character after that. But I did find it funny on this watching of it where I saw her go down. And I was like, that's just like when Roger was found. That's what Hellboy names the homunculus, he says. (laughs) Abe goes, Roger? Yeah, this guy. Hellboy named him on the way over. (laughs) 
Um, I like the Baraka assassin. The Nazi Baraka assassin. Oh, um, Voldo, Cronin. you mean? From Cronin. Soul Calibur? <laughs> Rupert um, I thought it was Cronin. interesting. I was not expecting him to come back to life on that table when they took the shit out of his chest. Yeah, that was... He's, he's a really fun character in this. He's really creepy and gross. Yeah. Also... Too much showmanship on his part. Mm-hmm. Just just too much. Agreed. Oh, and he's like... <laughs> no, I mean, the, around. before he can murder anyone, he's got to spin his uh, spin his blades like 35 times. And then be like, to get, oh, the, yeah. to get the speed right. It's a chainsaw. Well, like Hellboy's hanging on that rope, dangling above the spikes, and he's like, Wee! It's like, come <laughs> on, just cut it. <laughs> I, need to, I don't care if the protagonist dies. Of course, what happens if he does cut it? I, I mean, Hellboy would get impaled... If it was the comic book, how would we get impaled, unimpale himself, and then get back up there and go, okay, that was fun. Now I'm going to beat the hell out of you anyway. <laughs> oh, sure, but at the same time... Yeah, exactly. This Putin would be pissed. <laughs> I actually have, uh, if you don't mind me jumping around a little bit, one of my biggest complaints about the movie actually has to deal with it, and it's actually about the army soldiers that attack him, like during the ceremony in the opening sequence, mm-hmm. because he, like... Pops out like these two magic swords from his like trench coat, and a bunch of soldiers are like, "All right, let's go engage him hand to hand." Instead of shooting at instead him. Instead of shooting yes. at him, I'm like, "You're fighting him with a gun, <laughs> with a knife attached to the end of it, and he's got actual. What are you doing? Shoot him! Shoot him! Don't, they oh, try yeah, shooting him. And yeah, they did. Ding, the bullets, ding, ding. Yeah. I still shoot him. But he killed everybody by deflecting. It was like one swoop. It was like. <laughs> No, that was at the. That was later. That, that, that was, was the, the, that was in the the, few, uh, the present day when he was at the museum and he yeah, was spinning around okay. the tonfas, and then he lightsabered. He didn't level up and that, that skill yet. And the thing is, that's fine. Like I would have been fine if in that opening sequence he like somebody like shot a bullet at him and he was like ding and it like went back and like hit him in the jugular. He was like, oh god! And then they decided to engage, but instead they're just like, he put his swords out, guys. We might as well go in. We're men of honor. Yeah. I did look up when the when America joined World War II just because I wasn't sure if they got the year right, but it was fine. Nineteen forty one. Yeah, I I wasn't positive, but I just wanted to see evidence, so I was fine. That although they do have, they didn't have them in the movie, but in the comics there is a Captain America esque um, vigilante character that's actually with them on the island. He's called the Torch of Liberty. And he actually dresses up. He kind of looks like Captain America, except he's got just the black mask. And he's he's the one that gives Hellboy his gun. Hmm. Like he, when he gets old, he teaches Hellboy how to use it. And he says, "Kid, you suck at shooting, but here at least you have a big gun now." That's pretty bad. Because Hellboy's right-handed, but he's got to shoot with his left hand because this is big. So yeah, I have a question for sequel. Oh, okay. how'd you deal with the blood in this movie when Rasputin was born from it? Fine. Really? This is going to be a question all the time. I love it. <laughs> Nobody was guzzling the blood. <laughs> so, as soon as I saw that part, I was like, he's probably fine with that. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> I like the that's something we'll think about. How's sequel doing? <laughs> I wonder um, how sequel is doing. Um, also, side note, how did that much blood come out of one man? Yeah. It it it, it was being pulled. Like, it Hollywood. Was like, it was to like... the plot, that's why. Here's You watch it like flow at first, and it's like, okay, it's flowing naturally. And then all of a sudden it's like, there's a pool of it in the yeah. middle. Yeah, it leads to man. nowhere. Exactly. It's it's more like just magic. It's like, oh, blood's here. I'm gonna suck it across the whole platform. So now there's a blood portal. There were so many problems with that blood portal. So many. It was. There were, it was there really, were like four problems. Shouldn't be here. Throw my gold. 
Yeah. Throw my gold. Hey, why does this have a swastika on it? I'm dead. Yeah. There's that. There's the fact that like when they when he when the dude fell and starts bleeding into like the cool like channels mm-hmm. channel channels. thing. There's like five other channels. So like if they had like been standing at like the wrong channel, would a second a different person have popped up? Like it. <laughs> what? No one else was gonna pop up. There's always gonna be Rasputin. But my point is, wow. why then? Why then have it so that it's like a specific channel for like a specific section? Because it's a. I imagine it's a symbol, and that symbol just needs to be filled with blood. And then when that blood is filled, but are you understanding what I'm? But are you understanding what I'm saying? Like there's this like huge it. circle, yeah, with different sets of these grooves mm-hmm. that flowed in. So it's like a pie. But they all float in the same middle. They did all flow into the same middle. I would but imagine at that that's point, where it comes from. But at that point, why not just have it go around the entire circle? And just be like a I... spiral in? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. You're right. Okay. You. Also, slide note I just remembered, Crazy Valdo guy, whose name I can't actually remember. I don't think, I think that's the only time he killed someone without spinning his blades around first. Cronin, yeah. <laughs> Didn't he not do <laughs> when it when he, he killed, killed the, the, the War Doctor? He spun a little bit. No, he did. He spun it. Oh, okay. Okay. And it went through the throat. Yes. Which is actually when the professor dies in the comics, too. Ooh. Mignola does that all the time where he introduces a character and he kills it instantly. And then later on comes back and says, that guy had a life. And then he writes about that guy's life. So he does that about Page out of George a R. lot R. of Martin. people. Yeah. Mm. Not as crazy. George R. R. Martin introduces characters and kills them and never comes back. <laughs> did you like this guy? Well, he's dead. I'm sure they explained this in the movie, but my dog was, like, jumping around and stuff, so I was a little jump distracted. Around, what was the fist about? The fist is the key to the end of the world in the sense that <clears throat> it was created to release that creature that to was in... the door, that, right? Yeah, that was, that was coming through the portal, and it has been affixed to Hellboy's body before he was born. Okay. It is not his actual hand, but his father affixed it to him when he was born. It is, it, from, from what I understand, it is the arm of an angel, or one of the celestial beings that created the, um, I'm gonna get the word wrong, Ahub Jihad, that seven-headed dragon that's up there. What, all those creatures died when they imprisoned that beast up in the void or wherever it is, and that arm is one of the keys to releasing him. There's a whole body, but this is just one arm. Mm. And it has been affixed to him to, Kick ass with them. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it had like an origin in the movie. Like, it, it, they explain it where the sense it, it's the key. That's okay. all they say. Yeah. It's conveniently have, just important out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, that hand. The, I did notice, like, since I've read more of the series since I've watched this movie and I've read almost all of it now, they did um, shadow a lot of actual images from the comic books. Like, whenever he was standing and he had his full horns out in the and the flaming uh, yeah. crown, and he would, like, breathe out, and there was, like, this smoke. There's so many panels of him, like, or people thinking about him doing that. And I was like, and I never put that together until I watched it this time. I was like, oh, wow, that actually looks really good with them putting it together like that. I would love to see a Hellboy world like that, just to see what it would oh, be like. Oh, what, the post-apocalypse yeah. world? I think that would be a cool movie. Yeah. Let's bring up an army of destruction. Do we all like the villain? I like the villain. Rasputin? Yeah, he was. I think he's a shitty villain. Really? Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Joe. <laughs> it leaves so much to be desired. There's no, there's no villain fight in this movie. It just, it ends in 30 seconds. 
And he's also secretly Cthulhu this entire time. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, or, but that's another question that we have to bring up, too. Like, was he Cthulhu the entire time? No. Or was it Hellboy putting his hand, the key, into the door, released that little bit of demon that then became, like, went into Rasputin? Well, he has seen, no, he showed them he, before. Yeah, he, he had a little bit of the master that, yeah. comes back with me, and you saw the tentacles under the surface of his skin. Mm, okay. So him getting killed was what was like, oh, well, fuck this, and then yeah. that monster came out. Every time he dies, a little, a little bit, bit more of the monster the inhabits his body. Master. The ma- it's a monster. But he says the master. I know. <laughs> I think it, it, it just seemed to me, personally, to be a little bit of a waste of the Rasputin story. Uh-huh. Like, he's, like, Rasputin is an actual historical, historical figure. figure that went through really everything that Broom said that he went through, which is an awesome story. It's an awesome ghost story, really. And then you bring him and you put him into this comic book, which is a great idea. And then as far as the movie's concerned, he gets sucked into the portal, he comes up in a pool of blood, and he just walks around, kills five, six people, brings up a demon, and then gets killed at the end. He whispers to Liz Sherman... Somewhere in there. And Mm. then she burns down a whole hospital worth of poor people. Because somehow or another, that's majorly important to his plan. How is that important to his plan? That she team up with, I have no idea. Yeah. That's, yeah. Again, back to... Yeah, I... That serves no point, actually. (laughs) It's actually his downfall. I forgot about that scene until you guys brought it up. His that one of his big downfalls is putting that the human torch back in the uh the human torch. <laughs> we gotta stop calling it a human torch. Unless he had like works. a like a Baron Zemo esque that was so contingent on other things, he was like, Alright, so she's gonna go back and be friends with Hellboy, so then I can take her soul and convince Hellboy to do what I want. Zemo's plan was solid. You're just a hater. Watch the honest trailers. <laughs> well why was he solid? Hmm? Well, what, why was he solid? Like, what? Are we talking about Baron Zemo right now? Let's not do this. Yeah, I only said that because I liked <laughs> Zemo's plan in our first podcast, and Joe didn't. That was it. Oh, we're talking about that? We're yeah, going yeah, way yeah. back then. Yeah, if you want to hear that episode, episode go don't. back and don't download it. Um, we'll do it no, again download later. it. We'll download do it again just later. Don't just don't listen to it. Yeah. Download don't it. Don't we're going to revisit the war. But, okay, about this one, then, what is what made him good? I liked his attitude, I liked his look, I liked his lines. I didn't say the plan wasn't good, and you're right, there is no hero-villain fight in this movie. He does movie, nothing though. in this movie. Like, we just we just outlined what he did in 15 seconds. Pretty much. But, I know, I just like the look. He didn't bother me. Okay. Normally villains bother me. I just... It's fair. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a one-off. It's strictly a one-off. I don't think they had a sequel in mind when they made this movie. I really don't. And I think they thought this was going to be it. We'll see how it see how it goes. If they had, like, a sequel in mind, they probably would have done more. That's possible. But as far as sequel standards concerned, I mean, this is one of the one of the bad ways for him to go down, too. Like, I, he, he gets essentially stabbed with the horns, and that's what actually kills him, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's the master, and then dies 15 seconds later. Because he swallows a bomb. From grenades. The grenade belt. There's no fight. There's no conflict. conflict. Yes, Matt. Okay, I'm looking through Seed of Destruction, which they said a bunch of times in the movie, and it is the first uh, trade paperback for Hellboy. Uh, Liz Sherman is part of the ritual to summon the monster that they bring down. But in this, in the comic book, Rasputin harnesses her power, like her pyrotechnics, to, like, power the ritual to bring down the, uh, the jihad monster. I can't say Agdu Jihad. 
Okay, Arnold. And brings it down. <laughs> and in this, he kind of just uses her as a bargaining chip for Hellboy. Okay. Correct. Because they do a love thing, and in this, there's no love thing. My problem with the movie, I guess my biggest problem, and I might be totally off base, might be a blink if you missed it type deal. When Liz uses her power to, like, burn everything, it seemed like the very next thing you see is Hellboy in shackles. I don't know how he got there. I can't remember for the life of me. Oh, yeah, I do remember. He was getting the crap beat out of him by Samael, and then the explosion happens, which probably, like, knocked him out. And then by the time all, like, all of them come to, he's been putting it... He's been, he's, been put, he's been, the first thing they did is probably put him in shackles. Probably, right? We don't see it? No, no, no we don't you see don't it. see it. Yeah. I wish we saw it, because... Well, as... What's <laughs> or at least name? be him like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know? Well, what's what's Where the what's the guy's name that comes in? I want to say Luke, but it's not Luke. What, oh, who are we uh, talking about? Myers? Myers. John Myers? Who's not in the comic book, by the way. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It seems like after that scene ends, when like you move on to the next spot, it seems like it's Myers coming too, because Myers gets knocked out from the explosion too, which should have killed him. I'll get there later. And it's like, what's-her-face shows up and is like, ah, this one is waking up now, and we don't know what happened before he woke up. So mm-hmm. we assume that they bound Hellboy, they took Liz and put her on the bench thing. And then he wakes up. Very bad transition. Though. Terrible transition. Very bad. Yes. I do not have a problem with this transition. Because you love everything Hellboy. But the scene goes black, they wake up, they're captured. I You've seen it. Liz Sherman get mess up and then go out. You saw an explosion happen, which in theory would kill people, so knocking them out is an okay thing, especially for someone who grabbed the third rail about 20 minutes ago. It was fireproof. Yeah. He makes a point to say So that. then, you have a problem with that that series of events? I, I think I, Yeah, let me, I'll, 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 break it da- I'll break it down for you. Please One, don't. Myers runs around the corner of a bunch of blocks in a contained room yeah. where there's nothing but fire. Problem one. Problem two is, they still have the grenade belt, which would have been caused to explode if she became fire. Mm-hmm. And then they're all still alive. Three. And then four. Every time you kill one of those beasts, two arise. Lighting them on fire doesn't they make... Ca- they destroyed the eggs. She destroyed yeah, the eggs. Destroyed that's, yes. That's what he was regenerating from. No. Yes. No, because the first one that Hellboy kills, he electrocutes, essentially lighting it on fire, mm-hmm. and then the little soul pops up, splits into two. And then the souls go into the eggs and animate yeah, the eggs yeah. and make them become mm-hmm. semi Do you actually size. see that part? Yes. yes. You do. Yes. Yeah. I missed that part. Yeah. That's why he multiplies, because every time one... Do- it's like the Hydra, where every time one head yes, you get two. but my understanding was that the head. little flame comes out... The little flame soul go, runs, flies, and inhabits an egg, yep. and then two eggs pop out. The eggs are kind of just waiting for like that little flame. To Got it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair. It fertilizes... The soul fertilizes the egg. Ooh. Okay, well, my other... The other points I made there are still fair. Like, yes, yeah. Myers... Myers was... I, in this movie, 100%, to have a point of reference for the audience. Because how in the world could anyone side with the devil, fire girl, and fish man without Joe Schmo from Kansas? They had Broom. He... Who died? He doesn't go... Yeah. Clay's comic relief. Uh, 
That's why. That's why. Um, you know, pl- he had plot armor. While we're talking about Myers, he's lame. Yes. And I don't love his casting. Okay. Um. Also. Right. <laughs> that's it. I don't think anyone's gonna argue who, with you. Who played him? Uh, Rupert, whatever, right? And what has he been in? Anything? Rupert Evans. I have no idea. But the note I do have about it is that, uh... First and only movie. The guys other people considered for the role who actually both refused to do it were Jeremy Renner, who's Hawkeye. Wow! And Jason Schwartzman. What was his name? Rupert oh my god, Schwartzman would I cannot see that. Rupert that would not have worked. Evans. I never said it would have worked, but it would have oh, been... Yeah. Oh, man, that would have been, been so funny, funny Swordsman. Is, he would have been the comic relief for sure. Yeah. So Especially you don't need knocked play. in the head with a rock. Which was a weird thing to do, since that's what made Liz Sherman burn and kill a bunch of kids, was hitting someone in the head with a rock. When I saw how we do that, I was like, he definitely knows this story. Why does he throw rocks at this poor bastard? He was in The Boy. Probably all that of you guys were dead. The Boy? What's The Boy? He was in a boy. He was in wow. the boy. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta pay the troll to do that. Oh, oh, God, to get this boy's old. The boy. No one knows what that is, Frank. It's a movie. Great. Is that Great. came out this year. That's Great. the movie with the um, parents hire a babysitter to watch their puppet. You guys gotta remember the previous of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. It used to be like a real boy, but now it's like, yeah. it's like reverse Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. right, 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 right. Okay. Ew, yeah, that's a weird cover. With Martha Wayne? Was she in that? I thought so. Yeah. Literally zero of these movies are rememberable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or memorable, I'm sorry. Which is why I said yeah. The Boy. Because that's all I remember. Most of these things are video games. So you'd be happy to know that... He was in Fable. John Myers is not in the comic books ever. <laughs> I'm sure he's not. Not a once. So, favorite scenes. I'm going to give you guys mine. Yes. My favorite scene is the underwater attack scene with Abe God. and Samuel. Damn it, that's mine. Well, that's a good choice, then. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good I think that was really well done. I was panicked for Ava. Yeah, Even though I've seen like, the movie before, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Shit's going down. <laughs> and then he hit, then he went into that, like, small, really thin crevice, mm-hmm. and I was like, I would have anxiety in that. And then, like, he you know, does. the hellhound was like, Ugh, trying to get in, and I was like, oh, talking, yeah. it's like, Ugh. That was crazy. How are you going to get out of this one? I love that scene, but it's a little too Aliens for me. Uh, it's Aliens 2, maybe? Well, it's, I mean, it's basically, it's Ape Sapien, so it is something kind of out of it. Yeah, but literally there's a scene, like, there's the scene in, I think, Aliens 2, where, like, Sigourney Weaver is, like, swim, trying to swim away, and, like, the Xenomorphs are, like, chasing after her, and, like, that scene, it's a great scene, I'm not saying it's not mm-hmm. a good scene, but it was just, it's too reminiscent for me. Gotcha. It was a sequel. Shaking his head. I don't think it's Aliens 2, because I, 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 yeah, I don't well, know Aliens, I, I haven't, I've watched Aliens recently, I don't remember it, it might be three or four. That's very possible. I know one. I know in one of the aliens movies I've seen that scene before. <laughs> sure, that's all. My favorite scene is actually when they get out of the truck before they get into like the dungeon. Oh, in in, in Moscow. In, in Moscow. Yeah. Right, right. So they pull out and they're like, "You're gonna have to take a look at this." And it's a graveyard. I don't know why he needed to look at the graveyard, but first of all, that like backwards panning shot. With the snow falling was super Tim Burton-y. It felt like a Tim Burton shot part, which was really cool. I like that. And then just them walking around the graveyard was really cool. Him finding like the one like I guess one corpse that still had its soul in it was like, mm-hmm. hey, come on. And Ivan was just great. Let's All Yoda. of the Ivan scenes was great. Let's Yoda on Luke. Yeah, 
I was better can off you, dead. Can you, hold, can you hold this guy? He is really negative. <laughs> My favorite scene. It's kind of lame, but I like when he's eating cookies and drinking milk with the boy on the roof. <laughs> it's a great scene. That was a good scene. But when he's just talking about what he's going through and life and the kid's trying to give him advice, he was like, I can't listen to you. You're nine. I just, I like <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's great because it's good, they, they put Hellboy at this really adolescent stage and he's talking to this nine-year-old. It's very funny. It's a good humanizing yeah, yes. moment. Um, I like the opening sequence on the island when he's born into this world. They, they get some things wrong, but they get a lot right. And I really like that scene. It's a, well. it's an ape. It's not an ape. He gets his name from a bunch of GIs. It's cool. Joe. He did I started. Oh. He did. And then Frank said, that's my scene. Oh. It's a great scene. It is a good scene. <laughs> yeah, you gotta pick a different no one No one now. said it's not. <laughs> Do you have a second favorite scene, Frank? Or Joe? When they were in the water. Uh, <laughs> when he dove into the water. I thought it looked cool when they blew up the moon. That looked really cool. Oh, For when me, the moon anyway. became the portal? Yeah. I thought they blew it up. And I was like, holy shit. I don't remember. And then it... Stopped and I was like, "Oh yeah, all right, good." Kind of hoping good. They would the part when he, uh, the part when he tries to jump on the subway and the guy's smacking him with the fire suit, he's like, "Hey, I'm on your side." He's like, "Yeah, right, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, his life sucks." I was kind of hoping they would pull the moon close to Earth, kind of like Majora's Mask. Great, great, <laughs> great, great. Um, not that this is DC, but um, the portal thing that was very Avengers one esque. Yes. Right? right? Except instead thing? of shooting into the moon, they just kind of made a portal. Yeah, the well, I mean, the first, port- the first yeah. portal was yeah. just, it's like, just space. A, yeah, it's yeah. just there. But, the first portal was a Stargate. Basically. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And it looked fucking awesome. Yeah, they did. For one that they created in 2004, yeah, it, did. it was so solid that they pretty much did the exact same effects when the Avengers came out, yep. as far as I'm concerned. Again, going to, like, how well this movie ages, like, that's... Those graphics are fantastic. Mm -hmm. It was good. (laughs) I want to see an Abe movie make it happen. That'll never happen, because they haven't even made Hellboy 3 yet. They probably never will. It's rumored. Yeah, no, they won't. It's been rumored. I feel like the second one. Del Toro was worried about too many other fucking movies to worry about that. Which one? Ron Perlman's just getting older. He wants to do a Pacific Rim 2. Don't. Yes. um, I think he is, isn't he? Yeah, Pacific Rim 2 is happening. He's doing a Pacific Rim 2 instead of Hellboy 3. Is he doing it? I know there is a Pacific Rim 2. I don't know if he's tied to it. I think he is doing it. I'm sure well, Sin City Dame to Kill 4 is rumored for like 10 years and it happened. So, don't give up hope. I just I know how old We're Ron Perlman is. Years. Yeah, but those Another prosthetics aren't going to change too, anything. Yeah, but that. his ability to be in them correctly is going to change. Is what I'm worried but about. But Ron Perlman's skill isn't going to. He's still fantastic, and he fucking loves being Hellboy. Yes, he Before we wrap this up by grading it, does anyone have any questions that I can answer? I already asked. Great. What's no? your time in the forty? What? What's your time in the forty? Uh, Seven and a half. Ooh. That seems accurate. <laughs> I will tell. I will actually go with my one final grade. Okay. Um, how does awakening seven chaos gods help the Nazis? World domination. Uh, They're not going to control the chaos gods, are they? They're just going to destroy the planet. The Nazis. Oh, yeah. The Thule Society. <laughs> they don't think things through. No. <laughs> you, you have to think it was a last ditch effort where they were like, "Well, if we can't have it." Nobody can, and or 
they were like, well, we're kind of bad, and they're kind of bad. Maybe we'll just be bad together. They're not kind of bad. They're the gods of chaos. Yeah, they're going to grant you maybe slave ship, and that's it. Yeah, right. Which, did everyone notice that the spear was the same? Spear Destiny. It was oh, the yeah, same the as in Constantine? The Spear of Longinus. Yeah. Is the spear it's Destiny. amazing. Every time you see it, it looks exactly the same, and I want to find out who was the first person to be like, no, this is what it fucking looks like. Because if it's actually what it looks like, who the fuck makes a spear like that? God. The no, the Romans do not make spears like that. It looks it looks more primordial than it should be. Yeah, it's for, weird. For a Roman spear. Yeah, it's weird. There was one It's a spear that pierced Jesus in his side. That's what it is. So it changed after it pierced the side of Christ. It yeah. became three different metals and you yeah. got some sort of barbed wire binding it together. They dipped it in Christ. Hey, hey, great. Dip it in Christ's blood, whatever. Probably made of vibranium. Perfect. Just like how What about adamantium? Ooh. My first favorite metal. My vibranium. first favorite fictional metal. <laughs> yep, my first favorite fictional metal was vibranium being my first, my second favorite. Aluminium. And aluminium being my third... Wait a minute. You tricked me! <laughs> Is unobtainium a metal? Sure. No. Damn it. <laughs> I've never seen all of Avatar. Oh, I just know it's dumb. It's so fun. It's a fun movie. Anyway. What, the blue people? Yeah. Yes. The blue cat I don't people. I don't like that Plug in their Ethernet cords into there. There's so many. Oh, that's how they have sex. That's how they have a lot of things. They plug their hair in and that's it. Mm-hmm. Sync up. It's, a, it's a head tentacle that's covered Stupid. in hair, please. Since we're talking about Avatar now. Time to go. I'm assuming no one else has anything <laughs> to add about Hellboy. I mean, I plenty to add about Hellboy, but nothing about this movie. The, the, that's, well, we're on the movie right <laughs> yeah, now. That's true. <laughs> you ain't lying. Oh, is Hellboy the creator of the man bun, guys? Anybody? Anybody want to talk about that? It's a top knot, so no. We'll go ahead and say no. <laughs> There's nothing top about that knot in this movie. Well, well there ain't I mean, nothing top about that knot. He's got a lot of bald. He's got a lot of bald. He's got mostly bald. <laughs> he's got mostly bald. More of a back knot. But it, back knot. It's, it's the man bun. He creates the man bun. Matt, you should be happy. Your favorite comic book character started a fashion craze. <laughs> Not a great one, but a fashion Listen, craze. Listen, there's a zero that talks about heroes that wears the man bun from time to time. Yeah. I had something to say. <laughs> Go for it. I don't give a this shit. is an intervention, Corey. We don't like you to stop. <laughs> I want you to stop. <laughs> I want me to stop. I can't stop. I've gone too far. It looks so damn stop. good. I can't help it. My hair gets ridiculous in the morning if I don't put it in a bun. I can't put my hair in a bun because it's an afro, just like Colin Kaepernick. Not the same. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, Let's go to Rest, next, rest right? in peace. It'll happen eventually. True. <laughs> Way to bring it down, guys. <laughs> Don't about Hellboy here. I know. Let's, let's bring this back title. up. Right By rating Hellboy. Here at Zero's Talking Heroes, we don't use stars or thumbs or percentages. We use our patent-pending Infinity Stone rating system. <laughs> and two tongues. So each of us will rate the movie with a number of infinity stones based on how good we found it. One being the worst, six being the highest. You can dip below one if you want. And if you give the movie six stones, you have the option to include an infinity gauntlet at your own discretion, which is used for the most exceptionable, exceptional of movies. Exceptionable? Yeah, exceptionable. That's perfect. Isn't it? I love it. <laughs> perfect. So now that that's all out of the way, let's go to Frank for his rating. Yes, um, I like this movie. I don't really have any problems with it. Um, that being said, I'm going to give it four and a half stones. Ooh. I think it deserves that. Um, I can't wait to watch the sequel, and I kind of hope we get a third. Me too. 
And if you look at the IMDb page about the, quote, synopsis of the third, it sounds kind of interesting. One day. Maybe. Sequel? What do you think? Plot-wise, story-wise, I was at like a three, three and a half, but the visuals are so awesome and they age so well, I'm going to bump it up to a four. Corey, what about you? God damn it, sequel took literally all of my words. No, it's... it's um, ditto. It's a, <laughs> it's a four. Next. <laughs> I just like it. Ditto. Four. <laughs> but the thing is, that's exactly how it is. The story has some major problems, but... Or I should, I major isn't the right word. The story has some problems. The effects age way better than I expected. It's a four-step movie. Matt? Hi. I'm anxious to hear. You are. Okay, so I've been thinking about this for a while. I was going to give it one score, but then I was thinking about it today, and I was like, the things that I have problems with aren't worth putting it down that low. So, I'm back up. I give this movie six stones. Okay. The amount of gripes that I have with it are too nitpicky and too nuanced (laughs) to put it as low as it is. Does it have problems? Yes. But is it true to the subject material? Very much so. It's It ages well. It's... It's a fine story, it's concise, and it works for me. So, no gauntlet, straight up six. Let us know if you agree with that. Please, Alex. I might email. <laughs> I can't wait to hear Caleb tweeting about this. <laughs> I can't wait, too. You doofus. <laughs> oh, that's his loving voice. So before Uh-oh. watching this movie again, I expected to give this movie a five based on what I remembered about it. However, I had more problems with the villain performance than I thought I would, so it got bumped down to a four for me. It's a really solid four, though. This is a good movie. I would recommend watching it if you haven't seen it before. It's a good time. So it has a couple of things I have a problem with, but otherwise, I enjoyed it. And I look forward to doing the second one, because I don't remember how much I liked that movie, but I'm sure it's good enough. The Golden Army's one. Before we get out of here... Let's give you our recommendations for what you should do in between listening to this episode and when our next episode comes out. Corey. Go on to YouTube or Spotify or however you get your music and look up a band called Echo Black. Um, the basis for this band is actually a friend of mine that uh, I knew in college and the band is surprisingly good. You know how like you always, everybody knows a guy in a band and that band usually isn't that good? But you gotta pretend it's good when you talk to him. Yeah, exactly. No, this is actually a good band. Like, I am fully behind this band. I hope they go really far. I'll put it to you like this. If you enjoy music that is similar to 30 Seconds to Mars, or if you enjoy 30 Seconds to Mars, you're gonna love this stuff. Thank you for giving a point of reference. I was gonna ask what kind of music, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a grittier... Joe and I both like the Spice Girls, we wanted to know. Yeah, no, it's, it's a grittier alt rock. So it's Spice Girls adjacent, is yeah. what you're saying. Adjacent. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Just Perfect, right? It's like B to their A. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Sequel, what do you recommend? Go on Facebook, search for people with the exact same name as you, invite them all in the chat, see what happens. <laughs> see who shows up. <laughs> Perfect. Sequel, I want you to do this. I saw S-E-Q-U-E-L. Search. Wow, these are a lot of movies. He's like Prince. He only has the one name. Shit. I saw people doing it. I just read that article. It was it seemed like a good time. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the best one was he invites like twenty people with the exact same name as him. The first person to respond said, "Could you not?" <laughs> <laughs> I fucking lost it. 
That's amazing. <laughs> um, with that, um, my recommendation will be uh, write something, like a short story or like a book if you can, or... In one week. A comic book, <laughs> or... Uh, I don't know. A poem, a, a haiku, thing, a haiku. Yeah, haikus. I'm on a. I'm on the second chapter of my book that I'm writing, so I'm kind of excited. What type of book is it? It's a sci-fi. It's a gay good porn. I'm still working on my memoirs. I like it. No one asked you. I know. And by no one asked you, what's your fucking recommendation? Because that's someone asking. I'm sorry, Alex. We all are. Are you not going to answer my question? Or? No, I haven't answered your question. I'm just thinking about it again because I forgot. <laughs> just what recommend I'm rebels. going to think of something. <laughs> recommend thinking. rebels. Just do no, it. No, no. Oh, I forgot. I remember it. I should recommend it's rebels. rebels. I remember it's rebels. always Star Wars rebels. No, uh, I recommend that you look on Reddit for something you are interested in, and you'll be surprised at the things that actually exist on Reddit that people are actually talking about that don't exist anymore. Don't. Like card games that stopped being a thing 20 years ago. There's people still talking about it and making new cards for said card game. And easy bake ovens. Don't do 50-50s. Don't do that. Don't do 50-50s. <laughs> Never worth it. Don't do 50-50s. I don't know how Reddit works. I don't know what that means. But the NSFW, that's a thing you should check out. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but if they don't know what that means, they'll look it up. Zero Token Heroes. And I said, "Haha! <laughs> <laughs> I got a tweet for you, Joe. What are you gonna recommend? I'm gonna recommend that you go out and watch. Well, not go out. You can do it from your computer. Are you sure? Yeah. Alright. Watch Badman. Oh Man God, is awesome. Badman is it's awesome. It's a compilation of college humor sketches of Pete Holmes doing Pete the Holmes. Batman voice <laughs> and having a Batman adventure. It is parts of it are so hilarious that I had to stop watching it and come back later. It's so fucking good." Oh, I can't wait till we do that movie. I'm saving it for the podcast. Oh, I'm saving it for the podcast. <laughs> it's going to be all unusable audio from this side of the table. It's very true. <laughs> I'm not even going to like press record. Nope, don't. It's not worth it. And then just call them on the next day. As Bane, we'll be fine. Oh, I will find my Bane voice. <laughs> don't lose it. <sighs> so that's going to do it for our Hellboy episode. If you'd like to get in contact with us, let us know what you thought about Hellboy, our Hellboy episode, what we should do future episodes on, or really any other thoughts you have. Let us know how great we are, how terrible we are. doesn't matter. Send an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. If you can keep it into 148 characters, send us a tweet at zthpodcast. You can follow us on Instagram at zthpodcast. You can search for us on Facebook by typing in Zero's Talking Heroes into the search bar and then pressing search. Or facebook.com backslash ZTH podcast. And last but not least, find us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating and a review if you want. But really, it's the rating that will get us so many things. So I've been told. We want to get a studio, guys. We need a new table. Yes, we do need a new table. That's facing the right way. Shut the fuck up! (laughs) (laughs) So please go and do that and tell people about the show. Mm-hmm. I'll be at Comic-Con doing that. Yes. By the time this airs, Comic-Con will be over. So if you met me at Comic-Con and you made it this far through the episode, thank you so much, and please continue to listen. Yes. We love you. We do love you. We do. I'm sorry I didn't thank you earlier. I hope I Joe gave you a hug. I hope, I hope I did Joe too. gave you a hug, too. And if you're someone Joe's interested in, I hope you got his number, winky face. Okay. That's you, Alan Tudyk. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> we can all hope. I mean, Dylan O'Brien said I was a great dancer. He did. He did. He did. That is true. True. Save it for after the podcast. No, I'm telling you right now, so the world will know. Me and Dylan O'Brien are friends. Shout out to Dylan O'Brien. Shout out to Dylan. Does he have a comic book movie? All right, bye, guys. Love you. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> on Earth. I thought I said wait like I'm not the one who's in charge of pressing stop. <laughs> wait, no! <laughs> Frank's pressing buttons! <laughs> you were getting here in a straight fright. I will not be silent. <laughs> not the frilly handcuffs. I will not go silently into this good No, night. bring the frilly handcuffs. <laughs> I'm into them now. If we're doing this, we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> doing it, doing it, doing it well. Next time on Zero's Talking Heroes, we will be talking about the movie The Rocketeer. Remember that movie? I don't. <laughs> Me either. I do. By a show of hands, who was alive when that movie came out? Ding! When did it when come, did come out? 91? <laughs> no, I was alive. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, Frank! <laughs> Thank you for listening to Zero's Talking Heroes. On behalf of everyone, so long. Good night, guys. Bye. Bye.